Peter Schwitzer? Oh, yeah, it's the guy I listened to when I made my first billion. He's one clever son of a... Five, four... We're online. The hottest internet station. It's time for The Switzer Show with the guy who makes getting richer easier than running up a credit card bill, Peter Switzer. Well, hello and welcome to this special podcast we're doing now. It's the Switzer Show, but this is a different one because a lot of people are worried about the coronavirus containment policies. And we had a chance to catch up with the small business minister, Michaelia Cash, to ask her all the questions we thought were necessary for anyone in business out there and people who work for businesses as well on what's actually going on to save business to make sure that the coronavirus and its impact is minimised as best as possible. So Paul Rickard and I called up with, um, the minister uh, late on Friday and here is what she has to say to you, all you out there who might be worried. I'm joined on the Switzer Show by the uh, Small Business Minister, Michaelia Cash. Michaelia, thanks for joining us. Oh, look, and thank you for giving me this opportunity, Peter and Paul. Really appreciate it. Okay, so what's the message you want to pass on to small business owners out there who are really feeling negative about their future? I want them to know that they are, without a doubt, the most resilient people I've personally ever come across. Their ability to adapt and to change despite the challenging times is quite frankly humbling. Their loyalty to their employees is second to none. But I also want to give them a really clear message. My job as your minister, the Minister for Small and Family Business, is to work day and night to ensure you get through this, you get to the other side, you emerge stronger, safer and even better. Peter, you know, life is changing in Australia. It's changing for every Australian. And at this point in time, as we know, it will continue to change. Some businesses, they're adapting, some are changing, some are innovating. That's a fantastic thing. But, you know, you wake up every day and there are so many others who are struggling or who've already closed down. And what I want to say to those businesses is we back you every step of the way and we want you to get through this and start again. That's our role. We are here to support you. We believe in you. We are working and we will continue to work day and night to get you through this. Now, the government's announced a stimulus package to help small business. What are the key features of that package? Okay, so in the first instance, the very best website for anyone to go to for the information they need because there is so much information out there and there are so many websites. The best website, www.australia.gov.au. Now, if you're also a small business and you think, I actually don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, I want someone to talk to, what we've also done is expanded the operations of the government's business hotline, 132846. It's now seven days a week and we're taking calls from 7am to 11pm. But very quickly, what we do need people to know about the boosting cash flow to eligible businesses that employ. So that's the cash payment of up to $100,000 with a minimum payment of 20. And we'll talk about this, I know, shortly. If you have the capacity 
to expand your business or to invest in it, and some still do, we've increased the instant asset write-off threshold from $30,000 to $150,000. If you are out there and you're a small business that has an apprentice or a trainee, we're providing a wage subsidy of 50% of their wage. If you need access to working capital, we're now providing that through what's called the Coronavirus SME Guarantee, 50% to SME lenders to support new short-term unsecured loans. Again, if you have the capacity to invest, we're accelerating depreciation deductions. But what we're also doing, because we know some businesses, as you know, they have closed or they are going to close. We're providing income support to individuals and households. We're enabling early access to superannuation. And a lot of people are calling me and saying, Michaelia, but what about the ATO? So the ATO, give them a call. They have an emergency support info line, 1-800-806-218. They are providing tailored advice to small businesses, but they are also on a case-by-case basis. They're deferring some payments, they're varying some instalments, and they're making refunds for pay-as-you-go instalments. So in brief, that's what I need small businesses to know about, but I'm also happy to expand on any of them if you want me to. Yeah, okay, let, let's come back to the first one, which is the minimum of 20000 and up to $100,000 uh, when you lodge your instalment statement and you get it back as a refund. When, were the, when will small businesses see the first payments there? Okay, so that is going to flow from the 28th of April, 2020. The one question... I get the most queries about in relation to this particular measure is, Michaelia, what do I have to do to get the payment? And the good news, Peter and Paul, as you both know, is the answer to all those small businesses out there, you don't have to do a thing. You are going to get it delivered via the ATO and it will automatically appear in your bank account flowing from the 28th of April. And the first one will give you effectively the first three months that you might have paid? That's exactly right. So there's two ways that you can do this, as you know. You can lodge your statement quarterly, and that way you will actually get January, February, March. Or for those small businesses who are monthly lodgers, you're only going to lodge for that one month. So what the ATO are going to do is you will receive a credit that is calculated exactly like that, Peter and Paul, at three times the rate of which you've lodged. Why? So you can get January, February, and March. And what that means is we align you with the quarterly lodges. Okay. Now, you know, given the fact that you've actually created you know, a maze of questions that I've been forced to answer uh, in the media, on radio and television, and, and you've made me work so hard this and week. And you're doing car. a Can I say thank you, though, Peter, because you are someone whom people go to. You are, as you know in life, one of those trusted advisors, and I cannot thank you enough. And I say this, and I mean it, for everything you are doing to give small businesses the answers they need. We need as many people as possible out there with the capability to answer, and without a doubt, uh, with your name and your show, you're one of those people. Okay, thanks, Michaela. I love your work as well. Now, let, let's, the, the one that, the question that people have been asking me is that I, I noticed that it's, it's a, a minimum of $20,000. Yes, um, yes. 
my wage bill is such that I'm only putting in about you know um, five say five thousand yep. uh, dollars uh, a half year. Yep. Even though I'm, I'm only paying five thousand in. Yes, you ta- will automatically qualify for the minimum. Well, you will then get the twenty thousand. Yeah. Dollars. And what okay. we're telling people this is yeah, that seems really like a confusing, bonus. Isn't it? Yeah. It's really confusing. People are like, no, 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 I don't get it. I, the good news is, again, yeah. you don't have to do anything. And if that is the tax that you're withholding and it doesn't actually meet, as you say, but hold on, but it doesn't meet the $20,000, you will get the minimum of $20,000. But I do just have to remind people it's split over the two income financial years because we do want you to obviously have that cash flow. So it's the 10000 to the 30th of June and then you flip into the next financial year and it's the additional 10000 But you are right. You will get the minimum payment. It's as simple as that. It is a minimum payment of 20000 yep. in and, total. And, and we should point out, Michaela, that you do have to lodge your BAS or IA You do, because that right? is correct. <laughs> you know, and you know, but you know, this is the really interesting thing. People keep saying to me, Michaela, as the Small Business Minister, when we get through this, and we will, what are the lessons that you're learning along the way? Businesses need to digitise they need to have access to technology for the exact yeah. reason, Peter, that you have, and Paul, you have just said. And I think that is a real lesson for all of us here. We really need to accelerate the access to the online world for those small businesses that currently don't have it. Okay. Now, here's another area where some okay. some people ha- have been a little bit worried. Yeah. Mm. Um, I know in your example of Chris, the sole trader, who was an architect, and uh, yes. he his business basically went to zero, yep. uh, and he got the the full compliments. He got job seeker payment, he got the energy supplement, and he also got the coronavirus supplement. Now, the, there are people out there whose business may well have only been reduced by say, um, so let's say twenty percent. So that sort of person probably won't get the job seeker uh, uh, payment and therefore probably won't get the coronavirus supplement. Is that true? Okay. So the first one is to get the coronavirus supplement, you have to qualify for the base payment. And then if you qualify for the base payment, you don't need to do anything else. Mm. You will automatically get the coronavirus supplement. Now, the eligibility is quite literally that at this point in time, um, if they meet the income test requirement, they will actually qualify, Mm. okay? As long as you are not earning over a certain amount of money, you will probably, you will probably qualify. And that amount of money is, if I recall, if you're an individual, okay, and as a sole trader, uh, you are an individual and you will then basically, you're single, you've got no children. If you earn more than $1,086.50 per yep. fortnight, yep. that's the income cutoff point. So if you are learning less than that per fortnight, you can qualify. Yeah, I, I think and that's you automatically uh, I, get the coronavirus supplement. Yeah, yep. I, I, and I think you've clarified that 
very nicely. I think the issue is that for a lot of people is that uh, the income test is still pretty tight. So it's not. And look, I'm not yeah. going to say that it's not because it is. But a lot of these people, as you rightly say, look, they've lost everything, and so unfortunately, because it is unfortunate. I, I take no joy in having these conversations, as I know you don't either. This is not a podcast we really want to do, but it is such an important podcast so people know what they are able to get. But the other question with sole traders um, that I'm continually asked is, Michaelia, okay, that's good. I'm going to get something to tide me over to get me through this so we get to the other side and I really want to start my business again. But there's this thing called mutual obligation. What do I need to do? We are going to ensure, or it's already done, a sole trader's mutual obligation is automatically complied with by continuing to work in your business, continuing to ensure your business stays afloat, continuing to sustain your business. So in other words, we want you to continue in your business and you don't have to do any mutual obligation because by doing that, guess what? You've done it. Mm. Our role as government is to keep you in business, to keep you going when we come through this. And so for sole traders, mutual obligation, automatically satisfied by continuing to sustain your business. Now, this morning on uh, Jonesy's program, you probably heard he was jumping up and down about the fact that if somebody has, a, say, for example, a partner who's still in employment, um, and the, the the sole trader, you know, really has been you know, taken to the cleaners. The partner's income can knock you out for the Look, support. It can. Uh, and, 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 it I've also, can. and I've also heard that the you know the softest man in the government, uh, Matthias Corman, uh, <laughs> has, has implied that maybe that income test could become a little bit you know, a bit more lenient. Yeah. What, what's your best? No, no, what's your best your, guess? Yeah, my best guess is. Um, as you can see, so $17.6 billion was the first package. We learned very quickly from feedback that we needed to make further announcements. And one of them was in relation to sole traders. Of course, you've got to support sole traders. So second announcement, we expanded support even further. We are now, you're right, we are getting that feedback in particular in relation to the income test and the fact that if you have a partner who doesn't get the pension, the income cutoff point, I think it's around $990, Um, we are getting the feedback, you are right, that it is really, really tight. So yet again, we provide all, I promise your listeners, we provide all of this feedback directly to the Prime Minister and the Treasurer. And as you know, there will be a third round of support, a third package. We are working on it at the moment. I'm not going to preempt anything, Peter, because that would be wrong of me to do mm. that. However, the feedback is being received. I think in fairness, Michaela, I should point out to our listeners that uh, you have got rid of the assets test. You have waived the one-week yep. waiting period and yep. you have yep. got rid of the mutual obligation. So we're doing but, as much as yep. we can at this stage. However, the income as, one needs yeah, to be worked on. Yeah. Can I just say, also for sole traders, though, um, you know, the early access to superannuation, mm -hmm. you can literally go through MyGov um, and access up to $10,000 of your super before the 1st of July 2020, and then you can access a further 10000 from the 1st of July 2020 for approximately three months. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, hold on. 
do I need to pay tax on that? Because if I do, why am I going to do it? The answer is you do not need to pay tax on amounts released. So that does give that little bit more of an incentive um, yeah, and I should point out to our, our listeners, yep. of course, you can do, you know, 10,000 this year. So you do that before 30th of yep. June and you can do another 10,000, say, on the 1st or 2nd of July. Yep. So you can, and a, yeah. it is a way to get hold of a bit of capital. Look, it's to a way to get hold year. of yep. cash and that's to get, to, get, to get hold of something that'll get you through. But I also, as I said, one of the big questions that we're getting is, but Michaela, I don't want to talk to the ATO, um, and, and you know, for obvious reasons. Um, the ATO is obviously doing a great job at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, they, they have, you know, said that they will, on a case-by-case basis, defer, you know, some payments, very instalments that are due by up to six months, um, you know, receive refunds for any pay-as-you-go instalments made during this financial year. So they really, if, you know, if you do have a query as a small business, please do go online, please call their hotline, because as the Prime Minister has made very clear... This is not about one person, one individual, one business, one government stepping up. This is about us all collectively as Australians, regardless of who we are, doing what we can, and the ATO are going to play their part. Mm. Michaela, how does someone actually prove that their business has been halved? You know, it's not like you'll have many months to prove it. Like you've, you know, you you you're travelling brilliantly till all of a sudden the coronavirus comes along in February. Um, how do you actually prove to uh, Centrelink that your business's revenue has been halved? Yeah. So look, we've also made that a lot simpler for very obvious reasons. There are a lot of very distressed people out there. They do not need to go through the rigmarole of documentation, ticking boxes, having to do something more, etc. So for income support payments, the claim can be made online or by phone. And you know that we're working on getting more and more people on, 5,000 are being employed to actually ensure that we can access everybody's online claim or claim made by phone. Now, what do I need to do? I need to make, as a person, an initial declaration about my identity and my income. I also need to make a declaration that I've had my hours reduced or that I've been made redundant or that I have stood down as a result of the economic downturn. We're trusting Australians. Mm. We're trusting Australians. Now, anyone fraudulently claiming payment, you know what's gonna happen. You're going to have to pay the money back And there are some pretty stiff penalties. But in the first instance, we know people are hurting. We know that hundreds and hundreds of thousands um, are now lodging that intent to claim. We need to make it as simple as possible. We need to take the stress out of it for you. So literally, we're going to rely on you and we're going to trust you to make your initial declaration about your identity, your income, and the fact that, as I said, hours have been reduced, You've been made redundant or been stood down as a result uh, of the economic turn, turn down. Now, just it's a little bit different for super. So if you want to access your super, you will need to certify you're eligible to receive income support. And on or after the 1st of January 2020, you were made redundant, your working hours reduced, and this is where the 20% comes in. All your working hours were reduced by 20% or more, 
or if you're a sole trader, there is a reduction in turnover of 20% or more. So that is for the super part, though. The actual payment support, it's a declaration. So, it, you know, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get Australians through this. We're trying to cushion the blow. We're trying to make it. And I know it hasn't been simple to date. However, it is going to be as simple as possible. And if you are going to fraudulently make a claim, you know, there will be penalties at the other side. How confident are you that the banks will be um, good at shoveling out the money that you guys have provided for them to business at really low interest rates? Uh, the banks, well, I saw Anna Bly the other day doing her press release at press conference and well done to the announcements that the Australian Banking Association have made, but in particular that they will defer loan repayments for small businesses affected by COVID-19 for six months. Mm. That is a really good thing. However, unless it's done, it doesn't mean a thing, does it, Peter? No. Does it, Paul? No. So the feedback I've had to date is initial discussions are going well. Uh, the proof is going to absolutely be in the number of calls your shows get um, and the feedback we get from small businesses. I think the Prime Minister has made it pretty clear to the banks, though. Uh, you have an opportunity here. You need a social licence to operate. Guess what? You can really step up here and make life that little bit easier for millions and millions of your small business customers. So my message to the bank as the small business minister, you've got an opportunity, step up, because what I don't want to hear, what Peter, you don't want to hear, what Paul, you don't want to hear is small businesses calling in and saying, my bank hasn't stepped up. Yeah, exactly right. Now, before we go, Michaela, what is the best website? And I think you might have already mentioned it, but I want you to emphasise it again. If people want answers to the questions about how this package can help them and their business, where do they go? Okay. The best website at the moment, and there are a number out there, but the one that the Australian government wants you to use, www.australia.gov.au, it will then take you to other websites, okay? Mm. But it is your one-stop shop for information you need. You can also call the business.gov.au on one three two eight four six. It's the hotline specifically for small businesses. As I said, seven days a week, we've expanded it to that and taking calls 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, though, if people say, well, I don't really need any information on support, but what I really want the information on is health, social distancing, just an update, you can still go to health.gov. We are trying to make it as simple as possible. Okay. So when you actually go home at night or on the weekends and you're no longer the small business minister, 
do you actually calm down and just have a, a more relaxing approach to life? Because you're so full on. You're like that little rabbit, you know. The, <laughs> the old energizer bunny. <laughs> that's right. That's you, know, right. you know, the wonderful privilege, and, and again, yes. I'm not telling you what you don't live every day. Yeah. The wonderful privilege about being the small business minister is every time I step outside my front door, whether it's my home, whether it's my office, whether it's when I'm in Canberra, uh, I get to meet with a small business person. That is the greatest privilege I think anyone will ever have to meet with people uh, who are out there doing what you know we want them to do as Australians, uh, grow a business, support other Australians. And you know, when we say they're the backbone of the Australian economy, that's not a saying. That's not a few words strung together. That is the absolute reality. And that's why, you know, the Prime Minister, I mean, I don't know when that man is sleeping because at this point in time, he is working, as he should be, 25 hours a day, eight days a week because that is what the Australian people deserve. And he has made it so clear to his Cabinet. Um, That is the expectation of every single Cabinet Minister. Um, Australians are looking to us now for guidance. But I think for me, employment skills, small and family business... I am in this privileged position at the moment to listen to people, to feed their feedback straight back to the Prime Minister and to get them through this crisis. Michaela, thanks for joining us on the program. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for, um, for giving me the time to chat with you. Well, thanks for tuning in and we'll be back on Wednesday and we should have the new information about the stimulus package, Mark III, which will probably include information around wage subsidies and and, uh, uh, protection for tenants as well. Look forward to talking to you on Wednesday.